Welcome to the HR Tech 24-7 podcast, the home of HR and payroll technology news. Listen as we chat to industry leaders about the topics that are facing HR and payroll companies today and discover more about the world of HR technology. Hi, and welcome to another Coffee in 15 with myself, Bob Rehill, founder and chief innovator here at HR Tech 247. Looking forward to today's conversation with Will Jackson from Zolaris. Let's go and have a chat. Hey, Will, great to connect again. Um, hope you're well. Hi, Bob. Hi. Hi. Yeah, very well. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, keeping well, keeping well in, in these times. We're glad to hear that we're, we're going to be... Uh, Coming out of lockdown at some point, uh, yeah. Will. Have you got your party clothes ready? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't beg to imagine what it's going to be like in central London <laughs> in June. Well, listen. Look, that's a, that's a, there's a, a way you know way off at the moment, but you know hopefully we'll get there soon and we'll be able to catch up for a beer properly one day. Definitely. But tell me a bit. You know, for the listeners uh, after this uh, this coffee chat, tell us a bit about yourself, Will, and a bit about Zolaris actually. Yeah, uh, well, um, my name's Will Jackson. Um, I'm the Managing Director for Zolaris um, and um, responsible for the UK, Ireland and now the France uh, geographies within Zolaris. Um, I've been with Zolaris about nearly four years now. Prior to that, I worked with uh, the company they acquired, which was Rock, um, who were typically an SAP system implementation partner. Uh, Zolaris specialise in that and also business process outsourcing. Um, they're headquartered in uh, Oslo, Norway. And we're listed on the uh, Norwegian Stock Exchange. Fantastic, nice cold. Is it, do you get to get back there quite often? Yeah, yeah, and it is. It is a beautiful country, but you feel the pain at a bar when you buy a beer. That's the only thing. I, I do, right? Yeah, I've done a lot is, of work out in Skadar. It's phenomenal as well. I mean, as as, as a city, it's uh, Oslo is beautiful, and I've I've had the privilege of working around uh, Norway as well. So yeah, I mean, even just to get from A to B, the journeys are absolutely outstanding. So yeah, if you ever have an opportunity to get out there, it is fantastic. Yeah, no, I've spent a lot of time out in Scandinavia as well on projects, and and I absolutely agree. Well, it's a beautiful part the world and, and highly recommended and, and it's, it's a lovely lovely ethos as well actually the Norwegians yeah. have a lovely life uh, ethos and I think that's something that we we kind of try and push through the business into every geography as well so it's always kind of people first generally a kind of approach so that's really nice about Solaris actually is that the the Norwegian kind of feel of it kind of you know flows through the whole business. Now fantastic and, and we'll you know Let's talk a bit about what, what are you hearing in the marketplace at the moment? What, what sort of challenges are you finding clients are coming to you about and wanting yeah. to sort of say, how can you help, right? What sort of things are you hearing about? Yeah, it's quite, I mean, for HR and I mean, payroll being my my ultimate passion. I love HR, but payroll is it really for me. And um, yeah, we, what we are finding, especially in the market is, um, and, and shoot me if I'm wrong saying this, but I'm finding that actually the profile of HR and payroll has suddenly increased dramatically. From what I'm reading from the analysts as well, and that seems to be uh, the same across Europe and, and the globe. Um, I think what is quite important is, is if you remember the financial crash kind of 2007, I think um, mm. that really lifted the profile of, of finance. And I think my, my opinion, and it's only my opinion, is I think actually the, this kind of global pandemic has, has essentially done the same thing for HR and payroll. Um, yeah. We're seeing a lot of uh, customers have gone through a kind of a year really, especially in the UK, of kind of realization of, of actually how 
um, working remotely, for example, and still processing payrolls is, is actually quite a challenge to the business. And, and essentially, when you've got companies in the UK that are also trying to battle a pandemic as in keep the lights on, keep the business on, um, you know, most industries have, have, have kind of had the impact of that. I think the realisation as well that, that certain HR and payroll activities, um, especially transactional ones, are kind of not core business to help yeah. them battle this pandemic so we are seeing a lot of people i suppose want to explore outsourcing those elements for example and even from the technology as well um i think you know to kind of almost uh, um you know kind of ensure a business continuity maybe with technology and services i think that's definitely something i have seen more more conversations around that and, and, and it's and, it, and you know I concur with you, Will. Absolutely, and I've been doing a number of conversations recently with a number of other organisations, but but also the work that we do um, on on the project consulting side as well is exactly the same space, right? Payroll and HR have come to the fore in organisations about making sure you know both our people are paid on time, and with all of the changes in legislation, the furlough schemes, and what you can yeah. claim, what you can't claim, and eighty percent, seventy percent, ninety percent, whatever it is, absolutely. all of that has really made. The payroll functions have to operate and, and come out to the fore. Yeah, the I mean, HR, right, and well-being. Absolutely, is, 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 absolutely. And I mean, you know, we 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 support the charity Mind, especially, and 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 you know, something around you know everybody's mental health, not just you know people who suffer with mental health. Everyone has a, an element of mental health, and we you know we we do try and focus on that, especially in the workforce. But yeah, I mean, the resilience of systems as well. The you know the, the compliance, as you mentioned there, about certain changes that are happening with the workforce, and also, you know, it's not just about pay with furlough it's actually about where people are are they in work are they not in work are they at home are they you know so and, and that all has a kind of knock-on effect i think to to again the core focus of a business that's obviously battling with something like a pandemic um not to kind of make this about a pandemic but you know it, i think it's just been a, a realization process for a lot of companies that there are challenges in the market that you know you need to focus on and and, and almost look at those activities that don't add a specific value and, and especially you touched on it there around hr hr's always had quite a good profile i mean when you yeah. look at uh, sap success factors workday and oracle you know they all focus on human experience and i think that's 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 great but actually payroll's always been a little bit you know baby in the corner i think and that's the thing that i've noticed is is you know human experience is fantastic when you're an employee but actually legally you still have to pay your employees on time and accurately yeah. not legally in that sense but yeah you have to pay your employees as per contract and on a certain date whereas actually providing a human experience isn't a legal requirement yeah. so i think if anything it's kind of lifted the profile of payroll and i think if you see a lot of my posts around payroll it is about the hashtag kind of raise payroll profile and yeah. uh, as a lover of payroll I, I think that's a great time to do that well, listen, I love your passion about payroll and, and you know what, I must concur and you know it's something that I've always said that you know it's about time that the payroll teams and functions and payroll managers mm. and the payroll people that just do the day to day work get recognised for what they've been doing right and it's an integral part of an organisation. And, and do you know, and it's they're the silent kind of heroes actually in one sense, mm. I'm, I'm not you know comparing them to you know the sort of frontline workers we're seeing at the moment but I think you know, keeping payroll running from the, the living room or the dining room table with kids running around, you know, the it, it's it, people are being paid and it's a given that you get paid on time and accurately. It's, it's, it's an expectation. But actually, there's a whole both in-house and, and for us who provide those services, 
you know, it's it's it is the real challenge. And those guys, you know, especially because payrolls got critical points in it in one month or another. You know, you it's just it's not a cruise through the month. You always have a hot spot, whether it's a weekly or a monthly or a four weekly payroll, for example. And you know, those staff that work in-house within their own shared services in, in large organizations, or even, yeah. you know, people like us, you know, the challenge on that is on them is, is fantastic. And I think absolutely, you know, I hold my, my, you know, hands up to say those guys work really hard to get those payrolls out. So re really interesting. And we know, you know, we've had some challenges over the last 12, you know, 12 months or so. And, and it looks like, you know, over the next three, four months, those will still be there a little bit, but starting to weed away. What, what's what are you going what's your expectation for 2021 will you know what do you think is going to happen what sort of clients are already talking to you what maybe yeah. you know, their challenges that they're now thinking about next what's next will yeah so i mean we have we have kind of two i suppose well we have many but we have kind of a, a, a definitely a partition in in certain industries so we have industries that we're talking to that are have been hit quite badly by, say, manufacturing, for example, yeah. where, where demand has dropped. I mean, automotive being the prime example, we've written yeah. a couple of articles on our website about that. And also things like hospitality, travel, tourism, um, retail, you know, all of those kind of industries that are kind of almost forced to rethink. And then you've got some industries that, that haven't necessarily suffered revenue kind of uh, impact, who maybe have just had the realisation process. So what you've got there are two different buyers. You've got buyers who don't have a lot of cash to invest in transforming HR and payroll. You also have a lot of buyers that maybe do have cash. And so, so the kind of process is slightly different. So what I'm seeing is what we have to do as a supplier of technology and transactional HR payroll, we have to kind of adapt our business to how, to, to how what suits the buyer. And some of that is kind of, kind of almost joint funding exercises whilst they kind of ride the storm, if you like. Um, and especially things like, you know, if you do move on to a new technology, there's generally a, 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 an initial quite a big cost, in, you know, involved, depending on the complexity yeah. and size of your business. So we're looking at trying to work with customers, actually. How do we get over that hurdle? Because that isn't a, actually a hurdle that they should face in a weird way, because their goal is trying to, you know, maybe implement a new technology or a new service with a new partner. And that's the goal. The price is just a kind of thing in the way. So what we're, you know, what we can try and do is work with the customers about how that works commercially for them. And I think then in order to do that, you have to listen to the customers. And, and I think, you know, kind of the bish bosh bash sales of things, you know, I don't think that really is going to work. I think you have to get quite close with the customer, realize actually what, what their roadblocks are, what their challenges are, and just trying to work that through. And you can only do that, I think, if you have a direct contact with the customer yeah. so what we're probably seeing is procurement maybe which is often dare i say it a barrier to those relationships and and you know and yeah fully understand why that why procurement is there as a function but actually i think it's it's important for businesses maybe to try and get to know those suppliers a little better to just get that fit right yeah because it's no, not going to fit to get wrong no, absolutely. And I think you're right. You know, are we really, do you really hear the, the voice of the customer if you're going through a procurement mm. function? And absolutely, you know, absolutely a big advocate of procurement because they, they bring it all together and make sure it all works. So, mm. so not, not knocking that, but you're right. Yeah. We need to need to get the, the voice of the customer. What sort of two or three things are you hearing customers are most worried about potentially for, for 2021 and, and beyond now? Yeah, I think cost mainly, I think is probably the main driver. Um, you know, how do I sustain the as is? 
um, what are the options to maybe create a new to be. So I think definitely obviously outsourcing is the, the you know, typically first generation outsourcers can save a significant amount of money by doing that because yeah. generally when, when it's running house, it is quite expensive because primarily it's, it's transacted locally in many cases and that's very expensive whereas you know a lot of the outsourcing customers i think can can transact what needs to be done locally but can also shift some of those activities to near or offshore centers which then pass the benefits onto the customer so i think cost is probably the main one um, I think obviously the uh, compliance, reliability, security, uh, business continuity, I think you can roll yeah. all of that into one, really. Yeah. I think that's the second thing is just making sure that, you know, having somebody who focuses solely on that, maybe from a technology or, or a transactional point of view is has your back. That's their responsibility. So I can focus on my core responsibility. And I think the third one is obviously um, I say obviously, like everybody kind of is in my head, which they're not. But I think the third one definitely is around um, sort of um, analytics, around workforce analytics, about where people are, um, especially around um, contingent workforces, I think, as well, is having a full view. Uh, one version of the truth, I think, is also quite important. Yeah. A lot yeah. of countries who have multi-country presence, which uh, many of our customers do, uh, we support them with one platform. And I think that's quite key for especially C-level um, and management to, to have access themselves to, to one source of the truth about uh, across geographies. So it's about kind of ripping those geographical borders down and, and having, dare I say it, one throat to choke. So condensing su the supply chain of especially around HR payroll so support and services. So I think for me, they're the kind of the, the regulars I think I hear. Uh, I, there is a fourth. There is a fourth. Go on. I'll throw a fourth out. I think also um, the, and again, it's about relationships with the customer. I think, I think the, the kind of old ways of, of services where you never had anything to do with the supplier, I think are, is an old way. And I think, so what we are finding is we are finding customers kind of are doing their kind of almost relationship diligence with those suppliers. And that's something I think that's, that's crucial for success in, in, a, in a partnership like this. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, we, as you know, we run a number of RFPs and, and help organizations select, you know, providers and, you know, hopefully mm. we'll work closely with you guys as well soon, but it is one of our, our mechanisms, actually culture and engagement with yeah. your organization it becomes yeah. a scoring, you know, do you think you can work with these people longer term? So really important point. I mean, you know, conscious of timing, we try and keep this to 15 minutes, Will, yeah. but you know, you're, you've joined the HR Tech 247 platform. Uh, yeah. Thank you, first of all, for supporting that that no, sort of build of a community tell what, what what made you interested in joining that just very quickly i i think i think something i think something like hr tech 247 and i never know if it's 24 7 or 247 yeah, but um I, I think when we first saw the platform i thought we were we were really impressed with actually how um equal it seemed to be in the market you know that especially around a lot of um a lot, you know, a lot of uh, um, sponsorship sites or whatever you want to call them, it, they are generally a, a kind of a, a coin operated kind of process of, of the more you chuck in, the more exposure you get. And actually what really attracted me for, for, for HR Tech 247 was, was the fact that it, that it was like an equal marketplace. It was literally like, it felt like a kind of, uh, you're going to shoot me for saying this, but a kind of a high street of the same size shops. Yeah. where everybody had an equal opportunity to display. So it wasn't about the muscle in the cash at all. It was actually about leveling it out. So actually you can just compare quite easily different providers. And, and also, yeah. you know, the take up of providers as well. And the, 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 you know, when we first saw it come out, we watched kind of, you know, who was getting involved with it. And, and I think 
um, it's it's become I think everybody must share this same view. It's become a very powerful kind of um, platform where for buyers it's it's easy to use, it's easy to navigate. Uh, you know, it looks a lot fresher, and 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 it, you know that's what we really liked about it. Well, listen, look, really do appreciate that, uh, Will, and thank you for that. Well, listen, look, it's been wonderful to catch up with you. No, I hope we get, we'll, I hope we'll get a chance to have a proper conversation over a beer, <laughs> beer yeah. sometime in, the, in the summer, doing some time, <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to that. But, you know, really wanted to end just to say thanks for taking the time out. Really good conversation. Yeah, look forward to, to carrying this on, but uh, take care and uh, look after yourself. All the best. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by HR Tech 24-7. For more information, please visit hrtech247.com. Want to feature in a future episode of the HR Tech 24-7 podcast? Click on the link in the bio to find out how you can get involved.